Today, I'm airing an interview with singer, dancer, actor, Ariel Blue, member of the West Coast Black Theater Troupe. Ariel's story is unusual because although she has apparently had all of these talents all of her life, for most of her life, she didn't think about being a performer. She loves to read. She thought she might want to be a writer or a journalist. And then there were a series of accidents, happenstances, and coincidences that showed her that at least for this time in her life, it is performing which captures her. It's a delightful, lovely, inspirational story. So hang on, here come the interview. Okay, I'm here with Ariel Blue, and uh, I'm explaining to Ariel that I do a series called Anatomy of an Artist, and I interview people who make their living or their life with an art. Yes. Okay, and it's clear to me that you are making your life and some of your living, much of your living, most of your living with the art of performing. This would be singing, dancing, acting, all of that? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's correct. Right. Good. Okay, good. I only ask one question. Okay. And it is, do you remember, can you tell me, the very first time in your life when singing or dancing or acting called you, seemed attractive to you, you felt like doing it? Wow. So I was between eight and ten in uh, one of these summer camps at FST. I went because one of my friends was interested in performing. Her mom didn't want her to go along without any, knowing anyone, so I got a scholarship too. So we're there, and we're doing um, monologues or something, and I remember talking about the story was like my brother died, and I guess I was so convinced. Like, that was the monologue about yeah, you right, know right. a girl losing her brother. And after I finished, the counselor was like, are you okay? Do you want to? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm fine. It was... I was like, no, I, you know, I'm good. Like, it, it's not true. Yeah, I was acting. Yes, yes. But, I mean, I guess I remember the emotion still from that age. And I was, because it's such a drastic thing to lose your brother. And I have a brother. And so I was tapping into that because my brother are only two years apart. So we're super close. Yeah, you were doing what actors do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so, but even then, I wasn't interested in acting. I was just there because my best friend at the time, her her mom wanted another friend to go. So fast forward to high school. Mr. Jacobs is my drama teacher. And every spring we have a spring production. And so I'm in the spring production doing what a lot of the kids do, whether it's a main role, ensemble, or if it's just a big ensemble type spring production. And it was cool. And I realized I had um, I guess a knack for storytelling. So, and a few people, you know, like, oh my gosh, you're so good, you know, whatever. But again, performing wasn't my thing. I, I liked reading. I liked going into that type of world, like fantasy, like I can escape through books and I still love reading. And so I finally made a decision at 18. I was like, okay, I'll be, I don't know, a journalist, maybe Oprah, you know, Oprah's everybody's icon. So I go to school for communication and journalism, but I minor in theater. So Where are you going? I went to Stetson University. Mm -hmm. Not the law school, the main campus in Deland. <laughs> so I go and I figured theater would help, you know, the undercurrent of journalism because I have to be on TV and present and, you know, <laughs> be have this flair of whatever. And I finish 
I love theater. I loved it so much that at my senior year, the professor was like, so are you going to see your research next year? And I'm like, I'm a senior. I'm graduating. But for a minor, you only have, I guess, 60 credits. I had like 100. Mm-hmm. And to be a major, you have to have 120. So she thought a natural progression is, you know, two more courses and you're done. And I'm like, no, this is it for me, you know. And I, looking back, I probably should have continued another year. But I come home. And one of the founding members of Nate's troupe, WBTT, Zayrock Porter, she says, you should audition. And I'm like, eh, you know, why not? I have a minor. She was like, you can do it. Well, wait a minute. What do you have in your mind that you're going to do? I wanted to go to D.C. Mm-hmm. and start working for a newspaper. This is 2007, 2008, when the recession first hit. Uh. So I could not get a job anywhere. I mean, everything was like super entry level. I'm like, how am I going to move several states away without any money and oncoming student loan debt and be this journalist? Knowing what I know now, I still could have done it here because that was like right at the beginning of social media and all these sites and stuff. But whatever, hindsight's 2020. So I'm thinking I'm going to be a journalist, but I come home, I can't get a job anywhere. I can barely get a job here. So I finally found a job um, in some office. I love the job. But anywho, my friend was like, you should audition. So I said, you know, sure, I'll audition. And I did Black Nativity. And I was like, this is fun. Oh, you mean you got the gig, I got the the gig (laughs) with Nate, and it was just fun. But then afterwards, I was like, I want to do more. Like, I I bought into his vision, and I was sold, and I just wanted to, and I realized now that was when, like, the bug hit me. I was like, the fever is getting, it's getting <laughs> high. Like my, my temperature is rising. And that's when, so I tell people usually 23 is like when like I finally, you know, I'm old enough to kind of, oh, light bulb. The, the hundred credits that you had mm-hmm. in theater, that was in acting? That was in... It was in, just um, theater arts. As, yeah, so as, you have, up till then, you have no real training, mm-mm. singing, dancing, no, acting, no, nothing. No, no. Right? This is... <laughs> so, so, this is just all natural talent. Yeah, I mean, I guess training, quote unquote. I mean, in church, every in the spring production, there were musicals. Right. So everybody, you know, sang. And danced. And, I mean, you dance. Um, you know, eight counts or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can move. I'm a strong mover. Yes, I'll say that. Yes. I don't have training in dance, although I love technical dancers. I'm like, oh, the fluidity and just movement. Yeah. It's amazing. But yes, no. Um, so, like, okay, by at this point, you really have no official training. No, except just, just, just the, um, the environment I yeah. was in. Just and some experience. You have some mm-hmm. experience, but you don't have really any training. Okay. So, um, so the temperature is rising. Yeah. Are you thinking, well, maybe this is a career, maybe not journalism, maybe, maybe that. Are you thinking that? No. No? <laughs> no. I'm just thinking, I like this and I want to keep doing it. Uh-huh. But I, the word career are like gung-ho, like going in, never crossed my mind. Oh, <laughs> no. You Until, just slid. Yeah, yeah. I really did. I just kept sliding up the scale. And then all of a sudden, it was like people now know me for this. And it's so funny, like, talking to people who knew me without me doing it. It's like, we never thought. I'm like, I never thought. I <laughs> never thought. But, I'll, you know, slowly progressing up. And it's like, now so they now, know so, me So what this. was happening was you kept getting... Jobs. Well, yeah, you, yes. you, you kept getting hired, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And so was there a moment? 
when you thought this this I want to do this I get when you surrender journalism or is that still in the back burner there it's still there I thought it because I still I'm still into reading and I'm I want to say I'm working on the book but I'm just freestyle writing I'll say that I long-term goal like end of 2020 that soon I want to be published but what are you writing it's just right now it's freestyle. It's kind of like my story, my journey, which could probably be labeled like self help, you know, type of thing. It, like inspiration, uh-huh. I suppose. But well, not fiction. It, I love fiction though. Love fiction, but I I haven't tried my hand at that. <laughs> so you're writing your story. Yeah. I think it's inspirational. I do. Do you have a title? <sighs> I have two working titles, but one has a curse word, so I won't say it. But the other one is called Fearless. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because right. for anybody who knows me, and I, it still happens a bit. And so now in 2019, I think I can put a name to it. Oh, God, I'm getting emotional. I think I had slight anxiety because being on stage and having people look at me, oh, my God, that's so scary. It was so scary. And the fact that I can do it now is wild to me. It's well, wild. so in the beginning, uh, the Black Nativity, the first one, mm-hmm. you were frightened? Yeah. But I was just ensemble, so it was like yes, you were, I could still right. be covered because I'm like, you know, 15 other people in the background. So it's easy to just do a little bit and then, you know, you know, hide out, whatever. Okay, so you don't hide out now. So when did that begin to shift? When did he begin to give you more center stage roles? Um, and how did you feel about it? And did you know? Do you know what I'm asking yeah. you? So 2010, yeah. when we first got the building we're at now, um, we were opening on the season with Ain't Misbehaving. And at that point, I had done like a little singing, a little dancing, but... I really didn't know my instrument. I know what I could do. So I go audition, and it's a horrible audition. I'm talking about, it was just, and like, so look at me now, and I'm like doing my thing. And you know how you start to, like, your nerves get so worked up that this happens. And so as soon as I finish, like, they they started to cry. Thanks, you know. (laughs) It's not boo crying, but it's like, oh, they can visibly tell that I am shaken. And I was. You were frightened at the audition? Yes. And the the fear expressed itself yes. in tears, yeah. and, right? And you thought it was a terrible audition? I, I, I know it was, Lynn. I know it was. It's just one of those where you're like, your voice starts to waver. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Like, so you couldn't <gasps> control the instrument? You know, I yeah, couldn't. Yeah, yeah, right. No, I couldn't. And, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm going through the monologue I have and the song. And in my head, I know. I'm like, this is not going good. And they know it's not going good. And that's my feel like somebody looking at you and that judgment and that critique. That was so, I don't know. But it is the thing in acting, which I didn't know. Like, that's what happens. You go on auditions <laughs> and they are judging you, but that's a part of getting the job. So I walk away thinking, being defeated. I go back in, like, the holding area with all the actors. And Mr. Jacobs comes and he says, you know, calm, you know, breathe. Let's breathe. Let's work through it. He says, we're going to give you another chance. So, you know, I get myself together. Takes a, several minutes. And um, I get a chance to go back and re-audition. It was okay. You know, it, to me, looking back, it wasn't the best. But it was better than the first time. Yeah. 
I ended up getting the job. How, why the stars aligned or something. But I got the job and it was an ensemble cast of five people. And being in the ensemble versus an ensemble cast is different. In the ensemble, like 1,500 people, you know, there's main characters and then, you know, random people. I could be one of those. But just in an ensemble cast, it's five people. Everybody has to be on at the same time. Right. And I was like, oh, my God. And there are always solos. Yes. There's always one time or many times when it's just you. Absolutely. And even if we're all on stage and one person's singing, it's just five people. So somebody, at least a third of the audience, is looking at you. And I'm with... Janana Wilson and Leon Pitts, and they have been in the troupe forever. And I was, you know, I'm so scared. And with this other girl who's a beautiful lyrical soprano. But according to the script, the character I was cast for has to, has to have the soprano. And I'm an alto, and I'm thinking, this is so daunting. I don't know what I got myself into. But I tell people about that show all the time because that is a show that helped me learn, like, you have to be on. You have to do what you have to do to get the job done. So this really is the turning point, right? Mm -hmm. Not only do you get an opportunity that you didn't expect, that he hires you when you think you didn't do a good enough audition, Mm -hmm. so he puts his faith in you, Yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. A big responsibility, Mm -hmm. one of five, right? Yeah. So there's not only that, but... There is the fact you say you're an alto, but the but the script requires you to sing soprano. So somehow you find that. Yeah, I do. And the musician, the MD, um, Terry Butler, he'd known me in high school, and he. Knew, but I don't know how he remembered this. But I took piano lessons. I didn't go too far. My brother started playing, so I kind of fell off. But he was like, Miss Blue, what you're gonna have to do is get a piano. You're gonna have to take this book, and you're gonna have to like, you know, learn your parts, like do some extra work. So I borrowed a keyboard from the theater and I went home and I would like plunk out my notes and like just do extra work and really stretch the voice because the voice is an instrument. I didn't know I could reach certain notes, but like having to go there and try, like really, really was character building, was confidence boosting. I'm like, I can do it. Like every day, there were days I cried. I'm sure. At home, and I'm like... This is hard. Did this it never occur to anyone to get you voice lessons? No, because I didn't sing. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, I, I, mean, the, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You, you probably couldn't get me to. In school, I mean, I would. No, I was I very mean, shy. I mean, then when you have a role, oh. you're going to be singing. Oh. I it know. never occurred to get anybody to get you some help to learn how to stretch your voice. You did it no. yourself. That's pretty amazing. I guess. I ne- never crossed my mind. I mean, a couple of years ago, like maybe two years ago, I was like, I could stand some lessons. But no, then when I probably, you know, shut up younger, mm-hmm. why not? That was a lot to ask of you. And and it makes the point I think you're making, which is that we are more capable than we may think. Right. 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 Okay, so this was Ain't Misbehaving yep. in 2010. Mm-hmm. And then... And then it kind of took off from there. Amazingly, um, I did that show. In the show, um, another theater had an actor who dropped. And they called Mr. Jacobs. And he goes, hey, there's an audition at this other theater, um, the Golden Apple here in Sarasota. And he was like, you should go audition. And I'm thinking, oh, all right. What you know, was the part? Sure. What was the show? It was Avenue Q. 
And I'm going to play Gary Coleman. Oh, my God. Me playing. And I'm like, I didn't know what the role was. I just knew it was a show. Right. And when he told me, I was like, Gary Coleman. When I go to the audition, I was like, I don't know if it's going to be believable with me playing a guy. But it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. And I was able to do, uh, I think, two or three other shows with the company because they liked my work there. Okay, so then? So I'm doing Avenue Q, and that was just another moment of like, I can do it. You know, I can do it. And it was really solidifying that I could do this. Well, and not only could you do it, not only could you do it at West Coast, right? Right. With your peers, with right. people who know you. Right. But you can do it with strangers, with um, a mixed race audience, right? With, right? Group, right. Com- um, ensemble, right? Mm-hmm. And Avenue Q, I love that. Story. I do. I do love that show too. It's one of my favorite. Yeah, right. Favorite musical. And movie. so much fun to it do. Is. So much it fun is. to do. Right. And it made it even better because the the actor they hired was short and dark skinned. You know, mm-hmm. still a woman because it cross right. woman. Right. But you know, she looks more Gary Colish. Mm-hmm. Me, I am a little taller, light skinned, a little you know thicker, and it's like. But it added to the the funny. It's yeah. like clearly this is not Gary <laughs> Coleman, but okay, it's fantasy. We'll believe it. So it was fun. It occurs fun. to me that the, the opening line is, isn't it, that I, I majored in English and what do I do now? Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty true of you. It is. Right, right, right. Okay, so, again, um, you, you got an opportunity, but you took the risk. Yeah. I mean, you went for the audition. You didn't say, no, I can't do that. What are you talking about? Right, right, right. right, right. right. Which, you know, 18-year-old Ariel probably would have. But at 24, maybe 25, I was like, you know, sure. Why not? Yeah. I don't know if I'll get it, but, you know, hey, 50-50. Yes or no? Yeah, and, and that's, the, that's the lesson here, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That, that, um, that if you do something and, and it works out, then your confidence is built for you to risk yep. even more yep. and, and more. Allowing yourself the opportunity to just try. Try, absolutely, absolutely. It seems scary. No matter what it is, it's like, just try. Mm-hmm. You never know. You never know. Because who knows if I hadn't got the job. Like, I don't know what the hiring process was for Amos Behaven, but somehow I got it. And then moving on, the other actor to drop from this other theater, then I got that job. It was just like my path was being ordered, but I yeah. didn't even know. Because this is, this is not what I saw for myself. As a kid, I would, you know, we go through that lawyer, doctor. I thought social studies teacher because I thought I liked history. Oh, <laughs> whatever. I mean, what and the other typical things, but not performing. No. And then I grew like all the founding members of this company. I went to high school with them, so I knew them, and they were good. And yeah. I'm like. Well, and so they've been working on it, right? But that's not the beginning. And that wasn't even in my radar because I grew up with kids, and they're good. Like, I probably could, but it's not. You know, yeah. that's not me. That's that's this person. That's them. That's clearly what they do. And I am something else anyway. I'm gonna be a, right. I'm gonna be a writer. Right. I'm gonna write exactly. Right. Which maybe you know I could be interviewing this person or that person, but so so life essentially did this for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Zayna says audition and you do. Yeah. And then it, what? I don't know. I mean, it just keeps presenting itself. It, it really does. Right? And it's like, you know, I should take the signs. And I'm still, even now, I'm like, 
what next? What do I do? Because, you know, there's more I want in the arts. But I should see the signs, you know? Like, if I'm being shifted and opportunities are coming in this direction, who am I to tell the universe no? Yeah, I I hear this a lot, of course. And the the willingness to say yes. Yeah. Is, what, is all there is, right? Yeah. Because if you say yes and it doesn't work out, so then you do something else. But, but you had this opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And also, I think you're making another point. Nothing is really definitive. I mean, you thought you were going to do that, and then this came up, and so then you think you're going to do this, but something else might come up, right? Yeah. That, that you're open, Yeah. right? Yeah, my sister works in... Uh healthcare field and she's been at Sarasota Memorial forever but she's I won't say her age closer to 40 than I am way closer <laughs> but now she's like I want to she's always had like a passion sort of passionate for dance and health and now she's found a way to fuse it too through Zumba she's a Zumba instructor and like she's finding that that dance and being health conscious there's a way to like find a, a path for that and even if, let's say she was 40, like, it's still not too young to try to, to, to do something else. It's not. It just... No, it, it never. No. It never No. Is. And there's another thing, too. The world keeps changing. So things that didn't used to exist can exist now. The opportunities that weren't there before mm-hmm. might be here now. Mm-hmm. So you don't know right. what... what might be coming up, right? And yeah, right. I think I think it's wonderful. Um, yeah. What I'm finding through conversation with you and through life is the things that I like. I'm seeing like pinpoints of it. Like now, I like I like performing. I like talking to people. I like writing. I like this. And what acting does for me and being in the theater. I get to meet so many different people. And sitting and I've met like literally some amazing friends and through, you know, on breaks from rehearsals, I'm sitting down and we're having a conversation and it's like it, it may spark something. I'm like, that's what I like, that that interaction, that interpersonal communication, which goes back to my communication degree. I'm like, this type of communication that people need. Do you know what I mean? And it's just we're doing all this stuff, we're performing, we're putting out the story for others. But we also get a chance to just sit and be and talk to one another. And learn from one another. Yes. Right? I'm always learning. Yeah. Right. Not only what someone else has to teach you or something else that they know, but an experience that they had that could trigger something for you. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And it's all about being open. Yeah. It's really all about being open. Um, Okay. So... um, you're doing something else here now, are you not? Yeah, I started working for the company. So I work in artist relations and in development. What does that mean? <laughs> so we already have a development person, coordinator. I just assist her in like some uh-huh. of the fundraising right, right, functions. Right. But I take over artist relations where like if we have out-of-town people, I book their uh, flights and travel and get them situated in housing and pretty much be like the their point person in the office you know kind of like who's the first person i meet you meet me oh you're so blessed it's perfect <laughs> it's perfect for you it's perfect it really is and oh because God. i like meeting people it's like well okay how can i help you and in conversation just maybe i'm picking them up from the airport or something it's like 
they may tell me a little story and it's like, I think that's why we were supposed to meet. Yes. This for this month for me to get this information and I may not even say it. I'm I No, no, you know it's for yourself, right? Yeah, it's like I get it. Yeah, it it, it's this way of being in the world that says the world has stuff for me and I'm gonna just keep walking on my path Mm -hmm. and see what it has to offer me. Right. That's what it here sounds like you're Mm -hmm. saying, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, do you know what shows you're in next year yet? I've only gotten an offer for two, um, Motown Christmas and Ruby. Ah. So, if I had my way, I'd do all four of them, all five of them, but you know, such is life. So, are you not auditioning anywhere else? Right, I haven't uh, in about a year, but I want to transition to film. So I'm getting, like, redoing headshots and getting my website together and trying to lose weight, you know, to just rebrand myself. Because I want to, you know, and I have some partnerships at Ringland because seniors are always doing, like, senior projects, which consist of films. So. Oh, so you've been doing. I haven't yet, but, like, every time they, like, we need a person for all day, I'm like, I have rehearsal. So it's been like, I can't. I okay, but you have contact there. Yes. And so yes. one of these days, yes. they'll need you and Very you're available. Soon, right? <laughs> Very soon. Yes. All right. Okay. So um, I only have one other question. And it is, having given this much of your life to the art of performing, mm-hmm. what would you say about what this means to you, what it feels like, what you think about it. How, just in the aspect of performing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would say it, it came at a pivotal point when I think I needed it. You know what I mean? And I didn't know I needed it. But to overcome some fears, some anxieties, to boost confidence. And even when, like... Because we didn't get into the personal stuff, which I will not get into. But that's going to happen in my book, too. But just being able to go on stage and leave everything else away. You know what I mean? Like, people come to rehearsals and it's like, attitudes and stuff. I'm like, guys, in my head, I'm like, I had gone through so much at home or whatever. I don't want to deal with that. I just want to come in and I want to be this character. And I want to have fun. And I want to live in this moment. Because... And I think I needed it. I needed that, the art. Um, no, the, um, the crying, I think it's so powerful. It says what, what you're saying, which is that if, if the universe offers you what you need when you need it, take it. Take it. Absolutely. Right? Yep. And appreciate it right? And you got a terrific gift. And because of that, we have the gift of you. Thank you. Oh, gosh, thank you so much. That's a, that's a perfect place to stop. Thank you so much, Ariel. Thank you. I can't wait to see you next year. Thank you. Oh, God.